You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Bringing you the news, people. Peeps out there hanging this week in Cannabis Dude Grow Show. Hanging out for episode 316. We're going to talk some cannabis news. It's getting nasty out there with the elections, man. Yeah. A lot of hype and fear-mongering and BS. That's the truth, man. you got to be on one side or the other these days. doesn't seem like anybody wants to try to understand each other anymore. No, no. Not entirely. Uh, But... I'm excited for this all to be over. What is it, the 8th is the election cycle when we're uh, done and done? Oh, holy shit. It is coming up right right quick, huh? Yeah, it is true. I, I got my ballot in the mail. I shouldn't say we're done and done on the 8th. See that? No, no felony convictions, man. They actually mail me a ballot. At 45, that's pretty good. <laughs> Being in the weed game for that many years, that's pretty good. Yes, Definitely. Definitely good. Is that the main <laughs> sign you know that you're not a felon is if you receive a ballot in the mail? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me give a shout out to an executive producer, man. Uh, Christian was hanging out, dude. Uh, DGC at the Can Grow Expo and came through with just, you know, he's like, hey guys, what's up? Check out this and had some nice satchels, if you will. More than satchels. I got Jilly here now. Yeah, some beautiful homegrown. Things. Man, that's what it's like. I, I just love the attitude and uh, just a grower community. I mean, we're all at a grower's event. I mean, I remember he was just like, hey, I thought I was going to run into you guys. And he just opens like his, it's like this big bag, man. Like it was like an 18 inch by 18 inch, like, you know, one of those bags they give you at the, at the conventions. And it just had like, I don't know, like a gallon Ziploc bag <laughs> sealed up with some weed. You know, just a couple ounces in there or whatever. But, you know, big, giant, beautiful buds. I don't know. It was awesome. It was just awesome to treat it like, you know, what it is, man, this magical plant. Big, giant, beautiful buds. They were, man. Remember, they were all, you know, really long. You know, they were t- I just like the odor, man. This jelly smells great. Yeah, it was great. I've never even had any. I've had it, but I've never grown, grown any. It's very aromatic. Yeah. Uh, hey, so- hey, take care of my bag, man. I left my bag, yes. in, I left my bag <laughs> we'll in the party trailer. You got to take good care we'll- of that for me. We'll hook it up. We'll hook it up. We'll bring it up some. <laughs> Very soon. We'll see you this weekend. Uh, what about, uh, let me see what else we have on here, guys. We've got uh, news about the election talk, like I said, a little bit. Um, some controversial slash frustrating things to see. Fear-mongering just coming back out of the woodwork really hard. Oh, no. There's um, a contrivacy? A contrivacy? Yes. A, a made-up uh, controversy. Before I get into it, I'll do a couple prime time supporters real quick uh just we're gonna push on this one a little bit guys uh way to grow we usually don't you know give them this week in cannabis but the microbe sales coming up 
30% off time to stock up on recharge at any of the way to grows. Uh, that's a hot deal. Unless you're a, a DGC member, man, you're getting that 30% off anyway. So, you know, you can get it either way. But a way to grow for like the night. I don't know. It's like a 20 day long sale, I thought, or something. Ninth to the 27th, maybe. I love it, man. Yeah, they're giving respect to the microbes. It's it's really cool because, uh, like I said, I was working on them yesterday about this trichoderma article where they're bringing a lot of really great information. Uh, Good people over there doing the right thing. I'm into the education. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where is that information at? Didn't you say you did it? We talked about it on the podcast. I guess we did it on the podcast the other day, whatever you were. Yeah. You know, respectively, because Way to Grow is going to come up with a really awesome article on trichoderma and because they kind of inspired me when they go, hey, we need this information. I don't I think it might be uncool if I release something before they do. So their article will be out in a week or so. I'll wait. Their article comes out and then I'll release ours on the member section just not to steal no thunder, you know? Don't steal any thunder. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, but in the next week or two. But we're working on uh, on, on our setup for just really being able to pump out these information products, you know, because uh, I've decided I don't have to know it all. I just have to know where to find the answers. This is true. Well, you got to find like six or seven answers and then come up with your... When you're doing the internet, you got to find more than one answer. You no, know, you got to find no- the right answer. You got to find that one answer through all those six or seven bullshit answers. Uh, sometimes you can make the eighth answer though. That's what you came up with. That's right. Fair enough. Man. All right. Fair enough. Separating trash from <clears throat> trash from treasure. You know, that's, that's where that's where I think my uh, my skill set may lie. Well, I hope you guys are a little high or a lot high. Let's get into a few of these news stories. Be Talk careful, dude. Rocky, I took a dab. Rocky Mountain reefer madness. Uh, so. <laughs> Denver District Attorney Mitchell Morrissey published a letter painting a bleak picture of marijuana for an anti-legalization campaign. Is this that commercial that's like, I don't know, they've been doing some commercials in Arizona that are just ridiculous. Uh, so, but this one was an, on, on October 18th. This is Morrissey? Uh, Citizens of, Morrissey did this? That's like yeah, saying the, the name uh, Morrissey. Reminds me of the 80s. can't stand that. Mitchell Morrissey, Mr. Morrissey. M.M., if you will, attorney M.M. Right. Anyway, he, he uh, there was a letter about uh, the Citizens Against Legalizing Marijuana. Or wait, yeah, yeah, that's it. I've been never, Awesome. Citizens Against Legalizing Marijuana, or known as Sam. Calm. Calm. Oh, oh I got this the Sam. What is the Sam action? Uh, Sam is, uh, man, I'm trying to think of something pretty crappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is this? What does this say, man? This is from October 12th, 2016. 18th, October 18th, claiming that the drug has fueled a crime increase around Colorado. The letter urges California voters to reject state proposition 64, which would legalize recreational marijuana for use adults 21 and over. Uh, Morrissey opens his arguments by citing statistics taken from, and this report is ridiculous. Uh, the 2016, uh, Rocky report by the Rocky Mountain High Intensity Drug Traffic Area or HIDTA. I don't know. Let me say that one more time. Rocky Mountain High Intensity Drug Traffic Area, part of a federal program coordinating anti drug efforts among federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies. So, Morrissey stated, according to that report, after recreational marijuana was legalized in Colorado, traffic related marijuana deaths went up 48%. While marijuana-related emergency room visits increased by forty-nine percent. So let's hear Morrissey Man, stated meat is murder. Out, huh? 
What's what? that? Huh? <laughs> no. I mean, this shit totally makes... I, I mean, it does make a little bit of sense, man. We've made a boomtown here, you know, in, in Denver because we've given a, a uh, you know, a, a profit center. A, a profit center for criminals, honestly. They've made... If you take this, you know, someplace kind of smack dab in the center of the country, where if you look at Colorado, okay, it's, it's a little to the west, but it's pretty centrally located. Uh, and then you make that the only place where cannabis is legal and it's legal to grow here and all that. And it does not take a genius. I was trying to think about it. I mean, literally like Ricky from the trailer park boys could figure out where you go. Hey, you know what we ought to do is we ought to go to Colorado, grow the legal weed, and then we could send it to our friends in places where weed's not legal. You know, like it's not, that's not a criminal mastermind to figure that thing out. That's the lowest common denominator. And that's what happens when you legalize weed one place or cannabis, sorry, Jaron, in one place and keep it illegal in every other place. And where it's good medicine, it's known as being good medicine. It has a, a medicinal use, recreational use, whatever. It has use all around the country. Of course, people are going to come here, set up shop and, and, what, who's going to come here? Church boys? Guys that are, have good accounting jobs and lawyers? No, it's going to be people with nothing to lose. You know, man with nothing has nothing to lose. He's a dangerous man. You know, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be those type of people that are first to set up shop. Well, and, but the way, the way they pull statistics is, you know, insane. First one, they're going like we had with that last one. Um, that uh, traffic-related marijuana deaths went up 48%. Yeah, that, or, it's know, ridiculous. Driving under the influence... They're, you know, what they're including could include alcohol in combination with other drugs. This is an important measurement since the driver's ability to operate a vehicle was sufficiently impaired that it brought his or her driving to the attention of law enforcement. Not only the erratic driving, but the subsequent evidence that the subject was under the influence of marijuana helps confirm. Um, they go on to wait, say, wait, wait. So are, are every- we blaming alcohol for all the DUIs? I don't see the alcohol industry taking any ownership of that shit whatsoever, man. They just keep pumping fucking the, the colleges filled with beer. You know, oh, we got 59 cent beers. There's, you know, 75 cent beers. Anything with a handle will fill up for you on Wednesdays. You're like, what the fuck, man? They have no ownership. And, you know, people get blasted and drive off the road. And I see crosses all over my mountain road of people that got too drunk and fucking passed out and are dead now. But they're not blaming the alcohol. You blame the person. The person shouldn't have got so fucked up and got in their car and driven home. Yeah. Well, and the statistics are so skewed in the sense that they're not isolating anything. They're not saying... Oh, this person died in a traffic accident. I know that's uh, insane, you know, isn't also, it? They they, they don't isolate uh, alcohol for al- and alcohol and cannabis. So if you had a well, point- the other problem is, of course, we know this person could have smoked marijuana an hour ago that morning or two weeks ago. They're still going to test positive. But what's active in their system right now? I mean, how much it could have been alcohol, marijuana, heroin, and cocaine. And yeah. but we're going to throw them all in. All, we're going to throw that since marijuana is in there into this driving statistic, too, which is, kind yeah. of, you know, kind of crazy. I'll give you an example. Our, our body, the dude and I have a mutual bodybuilder friend down in South Florida. I don't know if you remember him from a long time ago. And uh, the guy likes to get trashed drunk. OK, and drive. And I mean, he really has some legal problems with it. It's not cool. Uh, but that guy also smokes cannabis during the day. You know, mellow out and smoke, you know, has a volcano and smoke, smokes out of it or whatever. Well, this guy's gotten a car. I think yeah, he crashed his car. What was it, a 0.4 or something? You know, point, I think point, 
No, I think it was a four. I think point eight is like drunk and like times that by like five, you know, and it was like five times the legal limit. And I mean, the guy crashed. He almost killed himself and stuff like that. That's not the, the cannabis. That's the fact that he went to a bar that night and fucking drank 12 shots and then decided to drive home. Has nothing to do with the cannabis he smoked in the morning. But he would be one of these statistics where he would be you know, one of these people uh, that they could use to uh, demonize cannabis. And it's bullshit. It's, it's, like I said, we're all trying to win each, the arguments. We're all just trying to prove that our side is right and we're so fucking smart. Instead of trying to understand that people might be different and they might have a different perspective. Trying to understand them. It's kind of bothersome these days, man. Yeah, completely. Uh, and, of course, before the election, we're going to stir the pot as much as possible. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, well, we got to keep people watching. You don't want them to turn this shit off now, man. I sold a whole shitload of advertising. Yeah. There's another one here. This is the Cannabis, um, titled, Some Colorado Polls Paint Dark Picture for Legal Weed. Um, some critics say crime warnings, crime warnings by Bill Owens, Mitch Morrissey, and others are based on inaccurate and misleading information. Because um, those guys, I think all three of them, Bill Owens, they were in this commercial that they'd played down and they're playing down in Arizona. Um, so Uh-oh. that and what Bill Owens, I believe, is the former governor and uh, a sitting district attorney, are appearing in anti-marijuana campaigns in other states, offering dire warnings to voters as they blame pot for a host of issues ranging from murders to teen drug abuse to traffic deaths. So, again, Do it's they attribute like, it to anything good? <laughs> you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, cannabis has made a whole generation of people understanding, compassionate, creative, um, able to endure this terrible rat race we put people through. I mean, shit, in, uh, in, in China, they got the suicide nets out when they jump off the building because their jobs suck so bad. Uh, really? they, have, they have nets out there. Yeah, like the Apple iPhone factory. Um, yeah, maybe if they were allowed to okay. smoke a little weed in the off time, it could be tolerable. I'm going to have to look into that. I know. It does sound like urban legend. Now, do not snopes me. I want to believe that shit, man. Suicide nets, dude. All right, let me, this, this one's 30 seconds long. Let me see if I can play this real quick. Four years ago, Colorado voted to legalize marijuana. Colorado now leads the nation in the teen use of marijuana. Marijuana edibles are marketed to children. And marijuana-related traffic deaths have increased 62%. We were promised new money for education. Instead, that money's gone to marijuana regulation in the pot industry. Denver schools got nothing. In one Colorado hospital, 50% of newborns tested had marijuana in their system. Don't repeat our terrible mistake. Four years ago. Dear God, you know, like if you don't do your research and you hear that, you're like, and, and then you got to debate other than, I mean, how many debate cool, all that shit? How many it's ridiculous, cool, creative winners in life do you know that started smoking pot at 13 or 14 years old? I'm not saying I want my kid to by any means. I'm hoping she resists for, you know, as, as, as long as, as as it makes sense. So, she, you know, she can keep a lot in her brain, get a lot of that education to stick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of successful people that I talk to. And I go, when did you start smoking weed? Uh, I you know, started smoking when I was 17. Okay, I started smoking when I was 14, 12. It, do- it doesn't seem to have a direct correlation on your success. I understand that it's, it's really yeah, easy. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's debate the, the points here. It's like, I'm with you. You know, how many of my friends, even current, 
which I didn't for whatever reason, but smoked all throughout high school. Zero. I mean, zero issues. I think and a lot of them are creative as a motherfucker. You know, that, that yeah, I think a lot of it comes from too, man. They they do the the, the, the they're gonna find the example. They're gonna find the person that would have gone crazy anyway, but they smoke weed too and went crazy, or the person that well, already had that mental disorder. That person is psychotic because they smoke weed. No, that person is psychotic because they already were and is treating and themselves then, with cannabis and probably effectively totally, treating totally. themselves. There's and then there's yeah. you know we're also gonna do this other one. Uh, I'll let you get into it, man, because it, it, the the next the next story we're gonna do is about the dabs, right? Uh, the next one or the next one, yeah, coming up. Oh, okay, man. All right, I'll, I'll save it for that because I had some some thoughts about that as well. But yeah, I don't. I think that you know, if you are depressed, then you reach for drugs. If you have health insurance, you go to the doctor and you ask them. You say, "I'm depressed. Give me a cocktail of drugs. Let's find some that makes me feel good." That's basically what you do when you go to the doctor. But um, if you don't have health insurance, you probably try to, hey, man, you know what? This pill makes me feel better or, uh, you know, a, a line of Coke makes me feel better or pot makes me feel better. Cannabis makes me feel better. So I think for a lot of people, cannabis makes them feel better, you know? So if that's the case, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people that have, you know, some type of, I don't know what you'd call it. What's the t- correct word? You know, a mental, you know, disorder or mental illness. And um, they, yeah. they use cannabis steadily and it keeps them steady, keeps them regular. Yeah, I just can't believe, you know, this guy at the end here, I think is a former governor or something. He's the one that's like, well, and no money has no tax money has been given to our schools. It's like how I wish I could slap, slap. I was going to say slap a hoe, but he's a guy. Uh <laughs> how how can you go there man it's the, the basic we had it's full on uh false data and we had here in a news release for this is for because these guys are all saying this to help this isn't even this is these are all guys from colorado they're saying all this shit for an ad in arizona right um that's you know to you know for the 205 and arizona um, they, can be somewhat hysterical about criminals that's the place where they had that really crazy uh sheriff that would just love to lock people up I mean, this whole locking people up as a uh, as a culture is insane, man. I mean, I was in South Florida a couple weeks ago, and you know, between the you know, right if you look on a map, you'll see the big giant lake in Florida. It's kind of where my bamboo farm is. And as you go inland, you get to the Everglades and you get to prisons. They just put prisons in the middle of the Everglades. So if you try to escape, you got you know alligator infested water 30 miles in every direction like legitimate and it's just you see the geo group i seen more signs for the fucking geo group which is that private prison group then uh-huh. it's amazing i've never I mean, heard of it I, yeah you, you probably don't uh, advertise on tv but their job is jailing americans efficiently jailing americans making a profit on it and giving the government a cut Going in saying, I'll build the jail. I guarantee you 70% occupancy, and I'll give, I'll give you a cut of it. What do you need? It's fucked up. And these poor places like South Bay and Clewiston, Florida, are like, huh, well, we need money. I mean, it's... So that's the, you know, that must be the politics obviously playing in when we have the three, three people, uh, three members of Colorado's, Colorado's legislature came out in response to this. It was Senator you don't Pat think Stedman. Getting paid by somebody, some uh, lobbyist. Group? No, just listen. Senator Pat Stedman, Representative Millie Hammer, and Jonathan Singer. So they're all Democrats. 
And they said more than $138 million has actually been distributed to the Colorado Department of Education. So, I mean, I just don't get the full on. You get to go on TV and this guy says, hey, guys, you guys in Arizona, look at our shit. No money has gone to the schools. It's the most blatant. You know, I don't get it. And I guess these guys are all Democrats. I'm presuming all those other guys that did the that were in the anti-pot ad right. were all Republican, I guess, because like you're saying, they're some some of their wallet or lobbying or whatever is coming. A lot from of their that money, industry. Though. you know, a lot of their it's money insane. is coming from these people are bought and paid for like NASCAR, you know, like NASCAR drivers are. Yeah, oh, man, this is uh, Webb. Here's this guy. Who, who, who? Which one of these guys is uh, Webb? Must be uh, Bill Owens, Mitch Mercy, and others. Former governor, district attorney. He's been invited to speak all over, and it's interesting. Now you can make. A Let me ask you a question. A, he's invited to speak hater. all over. You think who's paying for his hotel? You think he's paying for that because he believes in the cause? Who's paying his airfare? You think he's paying that himself because he believes in the cause? Or you think that somebody's paying all his money for him? You know, all his expenses, treating him like a king. He gets the steak and lobster for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Because he ain't paying the bill. And he's probably used to living yeah. like this. That's that's why people become politicians. That's why I hate Hillary Clinton so much, man. I don't think she became it's a politician. Kinda, I, What's up? Go ahead. I just don't think she became a politician to weird. help people. I think she became a politician to make money. I mean, I guess it isn't weird. It's politics, right? I mean, we got three Colorado politicians making an ad to be in Arizona. I mean, I guess that's money right there, too. I mean, how much money do those guys get for each talking 10 seconds each? And that ad against Prop 205, I bet you it's a pretty big dollar. Yeah, and let's be straight. Colorado isn't New York City. You know what I mean? It's not like we've got a thousand things where, you know, the mayor is constantly, or the, you know, or the, or the, the governor is constantly being interviewed and constantly, hey, what are you going to do about this? Blah, blah, 9-11, blah, whatever. No, in Colorado, we got weed. That's our, that's our hot button issue. You want to pay me to talk about something? I can talk about weed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> How do you want me to talk about how I like it or hate it? Which one? It depends Which one what party me? I'm with, man. What side? What side am I on? Don't forget, we got two sides: red uh, and blue. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's, that's the fucking same thing as the blood and the Crips. <laughs> you know what I mean? Red and blue, two gangs, fucking yes, hate each other. That's ridiculous. Uh, guys, I'm gonna take. A I we are gonna take a quick break before I do. I was gonna shout out. I actually just took my cuts yesterday. And still using my, you know, if there's one product out of this line, I suggest the uh, RX Green Solutions, their life cloning solution, top notch. Um, and, yeah, it's the only thing I actually use, I think. I don't even think it has any damn uh, um, rooting hormone in it. I think it's just a real low MPK with something else. we got to get them back on the show. It's got to have some IBA job. in it. It makes the roots just pop, man. I love it. It's uh, uh, I was talking to somebody. Maybe it was straight nugs, but somebody tried that stuff. And they were like, "Dude, look, it's like nothing ever happened." And I've cut my that's clones. The thing. With it. That's that's it. There you yeah. go. You put your finger on it. It is like that because when my <laughs> roots start coming out, the cuts never lose. Like they wow, like and they never left the plant. Right. So I dig it, man. That's a good. They come in quart bottles, too, guys. It's fifteen mils per gallon. It'll last you a long time, depending on how often you clone. But It'll last you a long uh, time. Good shit. <laughs> good shit. All right, let's take a quick break, man. Uh, we will be right back with some more news. Leaves of frosted tip to crown Smokes with such a pleasant taste It's time to put the recharge on 
just add a little with your base news. Now it's time for me to grow the dankest weed you'll ever taste. Got the strains to make you stay tripping high out Sometimes I grow real fire Now this is one thing left to do Gotta get that recharge on And light one up with dude grooves on And smoke that bong I've been around the world And I know for sure The dude grooves way Is the best way to stay Cut all day Just put that recharge on From sprouting seeds To growing trees recharge on You gotta put it on Fresh harvest last night, plants to wet in the field We're driving that load, it's just part of the deal The crew is waiting with that trimming gear Now it's 7am when I swallow my fear Farm truck is loaded with 100 pounds of mud Hidden under fresh horse compost mixed with dirt and mud don't smell very pleasant at all The highways are loaded Down with dead Colorado rocks Another hundred houses here Colorado nugs Mexican wrecks are dead and gone American weed is coming on strong The buds are soda bottle size Colorado buds keeping the country high Farm truck is loaded with 100 pounds of bud Hidden under fresh horse compost mixed with dirt and mud It don't smell very pleasant at all Rolling down the highway with more fresh Colorado buds We'll always find a home for guns Colorado, no. All right, so let's see. We're going to number three here. Uh-oh. Oh, yes, a warning. Hooked on dabs. Worked for me. Did you, uh, I guess you have read this article. You wanted to. Dude, read the, read the article. I just watched the TV show, man. I didn't even watch the video yet, actually. I read it. I guess it's probably even more ridiculous if I had watched it. You know what? It really wasn't that bad. The most ridiculous thing about it was the, uh, was the headline. You know, in marijuana in Colorado, a warning about dabbing. And All right, well, then you chime in. Sure. Just get on it so everybody else can be filled in. That is the title, a warning about dabbing. What we have here is uh, it starts off, he was, a, and, and you know, this is serious. He, he was a 23-year-old young professional with no history of depression or mental illness, yet earlier this year, he killed himself. Okay, His I got parents are asking What's up? I would stop right there. Okay, 23 years old. What do you do? He was valedictorian of his class, a really smart kid, 23 years old, constantly, you know, what happens then? You go from school to the real world. 
And you sometimes find out at 23 that the job they give you, the real world, fucking sucks. You're up at 7 o'clock in the morning wearing a tie, going and filing papers or whatever the hell you're going to be doing for the next 15 years and hope to possibly get an office a little bit bigger for another job that you actually don't even want. I mean, I've seen that happen. You know, that's a, a reality or a paradigm shift that happens to a lot of youth as they come out of college and get bitch slapped by life. So 23 is a tough year, just FYI. Yeah, no, I I mean, it's not the way I rolled, but I agree. What was I doing at 23? No, I was looking at all those guys being like, holy shit. It was like Thursday, and I was still at the club, and I was like, dude, these guys are actually, I was probably leaving at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, wow, those guys are going to work, man. How do you go to, how do you go to work every day at this time? I don't get it. Uh, that's actually right about when I think I yeah just came here and really started to get into uh, growing. So nah. yeah, I was starting my my grow career. I don't want to think anybody but, think I'm a, I'm a spoil, you know some some spoiled kid or whatever. I was up before the crack of dawn. You know my first job was at seven a.m. being a service plumber for many many years. But um, yeah, after a little, it took me about seven or eight years of it. I said I can't do this for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> I, I got to look for something else. <laughs> It's four thousand. Yeah, a pound. and I will uh, chime onto that. So I feel tough, and yeah, I did tree work for many years in the Midwest, and was a foreman and a climber, and that's some other effing hard work. And I realized the same. Like, dude, if you do this for your whole life, this is not only what you do; it is also your workout. It is all your recreational activity. It's also how you'll you die. Get so damn warm. Yeah, yeah. One of the most dangerous places to be. But regardless, let's get back to dad sure. dangers. His parents are asking whether his death is related to use of high-potency THC, the active ingredient in marijuana. Uh, Mark Bullard graduated near the top of his college class and had landed a great job at a consulting firm in Denver. See, that could suck. December, that job could suck. In December of 2015, he was on top of the world. Now, this is according to everybody else. Okay, too bad he's not here anymore to help understand things. But explaining in a video documentary his success that his success... It's been a good year. Hey, I listened quotes. to that documentary. It's on. It's on the video, and I'm sorry. I'm not. The guy seems like a cool guy, and I'm so sorry he's dead. But it seemed a little bipolar. He seemed very, very up. He was very excited about his year. Very excited, and uh, it did. I mean, if you watch it, uh, you know, it, it seemed a little. I would be alarmed if I had seen that video diary. It was very up. Yeah, you got to, you know, when you're like almost, these are like, feel like it's almost like a fake up. You're like, man, you're, you're a little too amped. I don't know if it's, uh, yeah. And I mean, I used to know people, antidepressants. Yeah, that's what I mean. I used used to know antidepressant people that would be like, I can't be, I can't be anything but happy. I just take a Plavix. It wasn't Plavix, it was something else, some P thing. And, you know, that would make them happy. It was a happy pill. Yeah. So Mark did not tell his parents, you know, he was inhaling an extremely concentrated form of THC. I love the nine news wording here. The psychoactive drug known as dabbing, by the way, is inhaling it. So don't forget, put uh, yourself in other people's perspectives that don't smoke weed, have never tried it. I just seen my uh, stepmother was here in the late 60s. That commercial came on and she was like, oh, my God, she was scared shitless of it, man. You know, this is tapping into this is just good marketing is what they do. They tap into people's fears, you know, the fear to stay alive is what they're tapping into here. Definitely. And so they go, Mark, Mark's parents never heard of, uh, never heard of dabbing. Mike explained that he never worried about anyone 
this is his dad. He never worried about anyone smoking marijuana. I had a mindset, well, it's just marijuana. It's not going to hurt Yeah, the me. dad was full-on cool. He was just like, ah, he's just smoking weed. I didn't think anything of it. So dabbing is a way to smoke a potent form of highly concentrated THC. It gives the rush of an instant high. And in Colorado, where recreational marijuana is legal, there are no limits on THC concentration levels in a dab. These super high concentrations of THC... We don't know what happens because we have not been studying it, said Dr. Kerry Franson, associate dean at the University of Colorado School of Pharmacy. Yeah, this she was says, interesting, man. This, this was a pharmacist today, or I don't know if it was a pharmacist or just a doctor at the School of Pharmacy. School of Pharmacy. Dean, but she could be very well both, Dr. Dean. But yeah, she, so this is what she says. Dabbers are getting 80, 90, 80 to 90% THC in a concentrated oil, and when they smoke it, they're taking in 600 to 800 milligrams of THC. That's compared to a limit of about 10 milligrams in each serving of an edible in Colorado, or maybe 25 milligrams of THC in a typical marijuana cigarette. Now, see, when anybody says the phrase marijuana cigarette, I gotta <laughs> debate whether I'm taking them seriously or not. Yeah, I don't mind if the like the doctor or something, you know, the the head of my research department says that. It's cool if they don't smoke. It's okay. The, well, the numbers was, have to be uh, right. But I mean, Jesus, so that, that's unsettling. Hang on a second. I mean, yeah, yeah. With the, how much the yeah, there's a the limit on edibles is uh, ten milligrams per serving, but there's no limit on the dabs. Is what you're saying? No, just the fact that it is it. Re- and I'm not sure if I believe this or not. Is this you know is this flawed science? But that you're in the six hundred to eight hundred milligram of THC when if you smoke a whole joint, you're at twenty five milligrams. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, what, 25 times the amount of THC in your body? That seems a little bit weird, man. I don't feel 25 times as high, and I just took a dab. I don't feel like I smoked 25 joints. Yeah, it's just talking science, but your tolerance is way the hell up there, man. Like I said, you're... you're uh, but then I can still smoke... Systems I can saturated in a good way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know. It, it seems flawed. I don't really think they're that... I don't think a dab is 25 times more powerful than a bong hit. It's t- it's tolerance too, man. I mean, take take somebody that doesn't drink at all and let me hang out with them, you know, on a Sunday afternoon with like a six pack IPA or a qual whatever the hell it is. Like I I could put down and fake it to make it. You know, I am going to be drunk, but if I drink like eight beers, I could act good enough to where you're not going to necessarily you know be like. And then if somebody has zero tolerance, it's the same with cannabis. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying that what's going to you got your choice: one dab or twenty five bong hits. What do you think is going to give you more THC in your body? I would think the twenty five bong <laughs> they hits. They didn't have would. bong hits in here. They didn't have bong. Well, they're hits saying no, you know study. I'm saying a, a okay a marijuana cigarettes. Then you happy now? I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It depends on how you like to enjoy shit, man. I like I just don't know if it's accurate. Personally. I mean, you really think that a dab is 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 as powerful as twenty five marijuana cigarettes? I'm keeping true to true to the study. I am not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Do it seems a little bit too good to be true to me. So I'll take a so dozen. It, it was only after that when Mark committed suicide this past April, his parents got to read his diary. And then quotes said, this is Mark's words. I found out I was dabbing too much, which I already knew and had cut back in February. But apparently if you overdo it, you can get almost like poison 
and experience some negative effects. Now, you know what? Okay. I could see that. You know, I, could, I take a dab or two and it makes me happy and I go on. If I was depressed, all right, that means I, I've known people, like I said, that have been, had depression issues. Their brain works differently. Your chemicals work, you know, the chemicals in your brain are working differently. It's producing different whatever, serotonin or whatever the fuck. I'm not going to pretend like I know it. But, uh, it, I mean, if that's the case, then... If you do a, a tremendously concentrated dose, you know, if you're doing six or seven or eight dabs, I mean, I used to know a guy that would smoke like 15 bong hits before he would go to class. He was a straight A student, by the way, but he would literally smoke like the old big wooden bowls back in the 90s. He would smoke like these huge bowls, man, just to get high, you know? So, I mean, yeah, everybody's got a different tolerance, but if you're smoking a dozen dabs, I could see it getting weird. You know, really having that concentrated effect, having a different effect at super high doses. It doesn't surprise me. Just don't fucking no, abuse 100%. it. No, 100%. And we're not going to fully know the truth. This is the other thing that we get to. Well, okay, his death certificate lists uh, marijuana, um, concentrated marijuana products, a contributing factor. I think that's kind of unfair, but I would like to know. What else was also listed as a contributing factor, if anything? Sure, any antidepressants he- in there? Hey, what would happen yeah, really man, quick if put- you just drank a, like a, if we went out, me and you hung out, or right now we each went out and found a, a bottle of booze and drank a shot of liquor? What would happen? We'd probably just laugh and have a good time, right? And it'd be a little bit looser, but nothing, nothing really bad would happen. That's kind of what it's supposed to be used for, right? Sure. Okay, if we, so that's the same thing. So if we both did a dab, we'd be fine. You know, we'd laugh, whatever. I just did a dab before the show. Uh, but if we did half a dozen shots of liquor, if I had to line up six shots of tequila and do them, I'd be fucked. You know what I mean? For me, you know, I'd be sick. It would ruin the rest of my day. I'd get nothing else done. You know, one is something that somebody does for recreation. Another is something somebody does that's got a problem. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's fair to compare somebody that does a dab to, or to blame the dabs when someone can do one dab and have a great time. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, for a heavy smoker, I smoked three dabs yesterday, and that was it. You know, like, my lungs are fine. You know, I'm not coughing. I don't have a, you know, a, a hack, smoker's hack. That's pretty clean for a guy that likes to smoke weed all day, right? Yeah. yeah so in that Yeah, case, I just, go ahead. In that case, is that if I was used to smoking three or four or five joints a day, you know, or a bunch of bowls and constantly stinking like weed or whatever. Uh, you know, I kept myself really clean. I was meeting people and shaking people's hands and having all sorts of different appointments. I smoked a few dabs during the day, you know, I think three in three different times. And uh, I just feel like it's really clean, concentrated dose of marijuana for people that like that kind of thing. And I don't think it should be demonized. I agree. And I think there's typically other factors at play when we're covering stories like this that you can't just say, I mean, but Nine News, I think, is kind of swayed in the other direction. of well, they have uh, to sell commercials, bro. Uh, but why, you know, why doesn't, why don't you give an, uh, the same amount of attention to all the other potential contributing factors? Like cannabis said, people man, can't advertise on TV. If they did, they'd be way cool with them because cannabis uh, businesses would spend a fortune on television. But since they're not allowed to, why would they, you know, kiss ass to the people they can't take money from? Why not, why not pander to the people that they can take money from, from a business standpoint? Yeah. If I'm the operations manager of that station, it makes sense, no? Yeah. Same way the election is going to be too close to call. That's why you got to watch it right through midnight. 
Yeah, exactly. As well as keep it going. I think they're just going to tie it and keep the action going for a couple of weeks, a couple more weeks of hell. <laughs> oh, man. I remember I was at, what was it, 2000 with the Bush Gore when there really wasn't a winner. Me and my friend were hanging out there waiting for a winner to be declared. Like, all right, what's going to happen? And they were like, we don't know. We kind of just don't know. It's like, man, I'm, yeah. I'm going to sleep. As a Floridian, right I'm embarrassed. <laughs> all right let's see here where are we going what do you got to... host what do i got oh i gotta click continue reading that's why uh we we're talking about no on question four where is this at no on question four marijuana is a risk to young people do you know where question four is out of i don't i don't what is it let's see massachusetts oh okay. massachusetts it says uh as clinic uh Clinicians, is that right? Clinicians, Clinicians ooh. Probably don't smoke. Uh, and researchers at McLean Hospital, where, um, where we see individuals who have problems with marijuana use as well as other mental health conditions, we would like to provide information about the adverse health consequences of marijuana and its legalization for recreational use. Hmm, let's think of their the perspective. Of marijuana. These are people that take care of people with mental health issues all day, every day. Man, you think they've got a skewed perspective on things? You think they got a nice, healthy perspective on things? Mm, depends. <laughs> but I hear you. Yeah, it's definitely some, uh, yeah, that can, that can skew you a little bit. It says, but they believe a yes vote on Prop, uh, Prop 4 have a significantly negative effect on the public health of the people in Massachusetts. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's see here. Let me- it, it, I understand where they're coming from. They're looking at people that have mental health problems all the time. And they're saying, did you, you know, or you know whatever, that, that's who they work with. And there probably is a high correlation of people that smoke weed. You know, like I said, a lot of these people, that's the only med- medicine that they can afford is cannabis. And it works for them. And they, you know, they self-medicate on it. Um, and people that make their living by incarcerating and prescribing and medicating uh, mentally ill people and charging the government, getting paid by the bed from the government, they probably don't like that very much. They probably don't understand that. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to feel like I'm being too negative for the beginning of this week in Canada. So I'm just, I just, I'm just pulling some of this out so you guys can hear it. If anybody um, is, is reading this and they don't do any of the research, how to, I don't know, defend, but uh, more fear-mongering. Scotty, you'll, like, you'll, you'll want to tear up on this paragraph here. Okay. So be patient. It says, today's marijuana... It's much more potent than the marijuana used in the 1980s. Oh, they're going to the 80s. They usually go back to the 60s. Uh, marijuana and its major psychoactive component, tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, nice, can cause dude. otherwise healthy people to experience hallucinations, uh, especially when consumed dude, in high doses. I haven't hallucinated since I left Kansas, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> this is partic- particularly true for edibles. Uh, such as candy sodas or baked goods, which are especially appealing to youth. Are you my mom? Early age. Let's listen to this phrase. Early age onset of marijuana use. Do you have, man, bro? Do you have early age onset of cannabis? <laughs> Dude, up? if I tell you I have early age onset of marijuana use, you better give me a high five, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, frequent frequent use and use of high-potency marijuana can increase the risk, and this is of up to six-fold increase in risk, Scotty, for developing psychotic illnesses, such as schizophrenia. For those already diagnosed with psychotic illnesses, marijuana can worsen symptoms and increase the likelihood of and severity of relapse, as well as hospitalization. Furthermore, and this is where you fall into, 
9% of those who use marijuana will develop a marijuana use disorder. I didn't, did you know you have a marijuana use disorder? <laughs> Smoke weed every sure day. Is, but I, I, Jesus, know, that was a heavy paragraph of like, if you just don't know much and they say, oh shit, I might go crazy. Six up six fold percent six fold percent. I don't even know what does that mean. Up to six fold. That means six. Is that six percent? Six fold. Six times. Six hundred percent. What six hundred percent? Holy! Did I freak you out? Now that means you know six times as much. But it, freak, so frequent use of marijuana. I have a six hundred percent. Um. Uh, for developing psychotic illness? That's what I'm saying. You do if you skew the study. If you go take a, a very oh small God. sample and then you skew that sample, maybe you don't. You pick those guys. You say, hey, how many of you guys have schizophrenia here? You know, in the, in the whatever, you know, in the you know, mental health facility. I'm trying to be all PC. You say, okay, all you guys with schizophrenia, how many of y'all, y'all use marijuana? And every, almost everybody raises their hand, you know? And that, that's how they get their number. And it's, Okay, did you guys have access to any other drugs? Why did you use marijuana? Did it help you? It's like, you know, hey, you know, how many of you guys hadn't had a, a headache in this room? Oh, I had a headache, and everybody raises their hand. How many of you guys use aspirin to treat that headache? You know, and they all raised their hand. You know what, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if it's a good treatment, they're going to use it, and it's going to skew the sample. It's going to skew the study. I was just actually doing some research regarding trichoderma and mycorrhizae for that trichoderma, uh, or whatever, the paper that they're doing uh, over at Way to Grow, the, the article. And it was funny that you found completely opposite studies, depending on what they were trying to prove, because they, it was, they were bad studies. They were... They were have, uh, studies that were imperfect, so they were. I'm sorry, they were flawed, and uh, yeah, you would see it, man. And then this one would say this thing, that one would say that thing. They could get them to say anything they wanted. It was a bummer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's with studies. That's it's so we cite studies at times on the show. I mean, but it's definitely you got to really see. It's like you got to read too much, I guess, to see. What's legit? What's legit with this study? What's good with that one? Yeah, if uh, I go but, out and take a study of a bunch of people and I'm like, hey, let's see who's going to vote for this. You know, I'm going to see who's going to vote. And I go outside right where there's happens to be a Democratic National Party um, uh, convention happening there. Or maybe there's just a meeting that's just about to let out. You know, and I just happen to ask uh, air quotes around random sampling of people what they're going to vote for, you know, or maybe there's a Trump rally in the area, whatever it is, you can skew that random sample so bad. And it's like, known. it's like that, you know, it's like one of those, trust me, I'm lying tricks that they teach you in the books, you know, how to skew a random sample. Well, let me read one more paragraph here real quick. Uh, we have just because it's, this is just such classic. Uh, it, this is, goes back decades and decades and decades of reefer madness. So it starts, adolescents are especially vulnerable to these and other health risks. More than 15% of teens who try marijuana will become addicted. And those That's because it's awesome. Yes, but those that use weekly, Scotty, report experiencing bizarre thoughts, paranoia, and hallucinations. Yeah, like every time I listen to a song, I think it's about weed. <laughs> Marijuana use during adolescence is associated with reduced motivation, poor educational and employment outcomes. Marijuana affects memory and attention, especially in adolescents and young adults. For youth ages 12 to 17 in the state of Colorado, past month use of marijuana increased 20% in the two years after legalization. 
compared with the two-year program. This is, uh, again, these are studies are all chosen on what do you support? Like we said earlier, the private prison system. Do you, you know, like. Dude, how'd, how'd you oh, and I so meet, insane. man? How'd you and I meet? Smoking some. No, I was looking for some guy. Right. I think. Wasn't it on the pier? Or no, you were going in. and, you're, and, and I was, I I was smoking a bunch of joints on the pier. And homie, homie, seen me smoking a bunch of joints. I was already a, a grower. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, fucking lyric right there. <laughs> smoking a bunch. There of was joints like a Grateful Dead cover band going was... on, and dude, dude walked up, and and we, we became friends. You know, almost instant friends. Hey, man, you want to hang out? You want to smoke? You seem like a good guy to know around here. And it was a wonderful, disarming thing. You know, it was a wonderful, disarming uh, way to make friends. To, hey, come on, man, let's smoke out. I'll see. You know, we'll see if you're cool or not. You know. Um, it's a great thing. It's a great social, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, social lubricant, just a great element to introduce into society. If it's an evolved society, if it's a society that respects things, uh, cannabis is actually really cool because if you disrespect it, or at least, you know, I guess the concentrates are kind of blowing the game, but it used to be that the more you smoked, the more just... I mean, you'd be evenly high or whatever, but after a while, you just get tired of smoking. You know, you'd want to actually stop smoking for a little bit so you could get really high again. You know, it had that natural yeah. natural mechanism in there, which was really cool. You know, natural things have that. They're, they're neat. You know, shrooms is the same way. Can't take shrooms a whole bunch of days in a row. It just doesn't do anything to you. You know, you got to take a chill off them for a while. I guess it'll do something to you. doesn't do the well, same this, thing. I, this sentence here, let me, without even planning this, I'm going to see what examples I can come up with. Marijuana use during adolescence is associated with reduced motivation, poor educational and employment outcomes. So friend number one, uh, in, uh, we grew up, all grew up in the Midwest together. And like I said, most my group, my circle, um, not all of them, uh, especially the one that became a police officer who I'm actually going to go visit soon. He never smoked. Go figure. But uh, the other ones, I got a buddy, Paul. He, uh, you smoked, smoked a ton, man, like definitely dug on it all throughout high school, plenty of times. And, uh, now he is a, uh, go- uh, uh, a golf pro, like a, you know, uh, somebody that teaches at a course doing one of his passions sure. and having a really good time. My buddy, my, my metal artist friend in Fort Collins, you know, very well, unbelievable artist, always been extremely talented, um, done a lot of things more than I thought people should do stuff. One of those personalities. But here's the but thing. They talk about completely pe- successful. Sure. I mean, I could keep going, man. I could keep going down my hand for a while. And I'm sure you could too. So I'm just yeah, I mean, we're, where... I don't have to list off every one of my friends is successful that smokes weed. They're all fucking successful. You know, I got you know, super successful friends that smoke weed. As a matter of fact, the ones that are successful, I'll give you an example. My redneck friends, okay? The ones that drink... There's a lot of traps in those ones, you know, in, in drinking, you know, being out in the country and being able to drink all you want. And I ah, ain't no work today, man. We're just going to drink. You know, I don't drink liquor till nighttime. I got plenty of plenty of people I know out in the country like that. The guys that just smoke weed and at 7 a.m. are smoking weed going to their first job. Uh, they do all right for themselves, man. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick that camp any day to hang out in, man. And I just, I got to take... I'm trying now, man. I see it with the hanging with the DGC. I'm the one, I'm, I'm usually, you know, some people hang out there, but I, I love my beers too. Right. I'm trying to sway it over. The more I smoke, the less I drink. By no means do I ever want to quit drinking. If, you know, that's usually when you got a problem. You're like, oh, why aren't you drinking? I had to quit. Uh, you know, I want to be the guy that enjoys both. Um, and yeah, one's obviously a poison. And one's obviously uh, a medicine, you know, a medicine, straight up slash, medicine. Yeah, no, we have an endocannabinoid no system, effects. man. That says it all right there. But yeah, I, I got to take 
Umbridge. I really don't know what that means, but I'm going to fucking take Umbridge anyway with something that they're saying in here. They say that these people aren't motivated. They normally don't get good jobs. Dude, if you smoke weed, you are fucking a pariah. At least when I was going to school, if you're going to smoke pot, you couldn't be the intelligent stone. I was like listening to Kyle Cushman. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. He's like that intellectual stoner. You know, you go over his house and you have enlightening intellectual debates and he makes you some coffee from fucking, you know, some region in Turkey or something like that, you know, and tells you all about it. He's the intellectual type. It's not like you, you only... Uh, for years and years, the stereotype is you're the Jeff Spicoli, Cheech and Chong, dumb stoner. You know, they didn't, they, there was no intellectual type promoted. There was no serious stoner. There was no person using it as medicine. Uh, we have a lot of people that are smart as fuck that use cannabis now, that are in our industry, that are users, that are, uh, that are promoting it. So it's pretty, I don't know. I just, the, the stereotype is bullshit. Complete bullshit. Yeah, but the more the more right. you're stuck in it, the less... Dude, I mean, if you smoke weed, can you even get in the military? You know, I mean, if you want to do something like that or if you want to, you know, get in, get a good job, a lot of times they drug test you, man. So, I mean, it's like, oh, if I want to be creative, if I like that kind of stuff, I can't even consider getting a lot of types of jobs in this country. I'm excluded immediately. Yeah. Well, let's take one more break. And you know what reminds me, actually... Um, I am going to, and Scotty, I got to cover one more thing. Yeah. I'm going to get close, close to time here, but not too close yet. If you know one story or two you want to cover for sure, think about that. But I did, as I said, I always like to speckle a little girl talk in the show with, uh, speaking of, so I told you guys I took the, the, the clones. So I'm going to go on with another shout out and you know how else you get roots. And the quickest I ever have seen one root coming out was seven days, uh, Making that environment, man, like you got the incubator for the baby that's going to die without it. And that's going to be a green pad, man. The green pad juniors kick ass for your clone dome. Your clone domes already have the environment naturally of being very humid typically to where the green pad, because they need humidity to work well, um, brings your CO2 PPM like up over G. And the, the plants love that, man. They, your analogy there is would you rather be, unless you're just trying to be hard-ass, like if it's sheer performance and you had to run a quarter mile or half mile across the top of a mountain, you want oxygen, man. Absolutely. Like there's not a 100%. lot up there. Just like plants want CO2 to perform optimally. So really cool product, guys. Check out GreenPad um, and kick it with the GreenPad Juniors, if nothing else. I don't do so much of the other GreenPads here in Colorado, depending on your grow room humidity. Uh, they're pretty sweet if you have natural humidity in your grow room. Those are like the regular side ones and the granddaddy pad to uh, you know supplement CO2 if you can't run a compressed tank or gas or any of that jazz, which is still hard, man. In prohibition areas, I get it. It's not like you. there's any reason. There's no grow store there's no reason you should be getting one co2 tank every eight and a half <laughs> i'm a welder i told you but uh shout out to green pad green pad juniors guys and let's take a quick break scotty i just wanted to cover this uh this uh, we're going to talk just for a short minute about pregnant women being able to use cannabis and we'll be right back all right So regal, did 
think you ever stop to think who you're growing for? Go roll another joint for a stripper. Spend our money dumbing down on liquor. Some people don't have a clue what they're growing for. Growing weed should never lead to incarceration Growing your own medicine is what it's for Fight for what Mother Nature gave you This medicine is a total fucking breakthrough It's up to you and me to overgrow this bone So start by voting with your hard-earned dollars And show respect to those who took the time to bother By pushing cannabis rights, now let's grow some more But we can grow a better world from the old one And always add a little weed to make it more fun Because we always need to grow some more Alright, so yeah, I was just reading And that was a very Un-motivating uh, Go to break You just go all right. I'm setting some gotta, stuff up, man. I don't know what I got left here, man. I feel like I'm time crunched, so I'm setting my, my clips up. We got uh, T-minus 10 minutes. Real quick, I'll try and do this quick. I just got fired up. One of these studies, we were talking about all the bullshit studies, you know, to a degree, to a, a decent degree. One of them was saying that um, in Pueblo, every 50%, over 50% of these babies tested positive for cannabis. And what that is in a smaller window, um, So, and that was during one month. But what they do, let's say there was 100-something babies that month born, which isn't even that much in Pueblo, I don't believe. And so they'll grab, I don't know, 12 of them, 28 of them, or 20, whatever they have time for. And they'll test those. They don't test, like, every baby. I don't know how they pick the ones they do or what goes into that. But that month, that particular month, which you knew they tried to find the highest month, over every, every other, over 50% of the babies they tested, um, tested positive. That's for cannabis. So... And then when you widen the data range out over the year, over, you know, if you were to test all those babies, all it's nowhere near one out of every two. You know, it's more like one out of every six or seven or something. And so I and, you know, who's to say th anything about that, really, uh, other than the mother. But real quick, I'll read this real quick. It says most re most recently survey data collected. And this is the most recent shit I can find. There's some good surveys that were done in Jamaica in the uh, 94, 95 um, with the women there which is pretty awesome. We've covered it before, but if you want to read some very interesting shit, read up on that survey. Uh, just search pregnant women in Jamaica using cannabis or something, and you'll get a picture of Bob Marley's mom pregnant. Anyway, <laughs> most recently, survey data collected by the directors of Vancouver Island Compassion Society um, and the BC Compassion Club published in the Journal of Complementary Therapies and Clinical Practice. Okay, now I got that. Wow, mouthful reported that cannabis is therapeutic in the treatment of both morning sickness and HG. I don't know what HG is. Uh, one of the 84 women who responded to the anonymous questionnaire 
she was 36, uh, 36 said that they had used cannabis intermittently during their pregnancy to treat symptoms of vomiting, nausea, and appetite loss. Of these, 92% said that cannabis was extremely effective or effective in combating their symptoms. Investigators noted that although most women choose to self-administer cannabis by smoking, 31% also reported by consuming um, hemp and edibles, and 8% reported using cannabis-based oils or tinctures. Yeah, I mean, so long st- well, the study kind of sucked. Ahead. There was 84 people in that study. You know what I mean? Let's see. It's a not, not big enough sample to, to you know to really learn anything. And what what is well? Plus, it's in British Columbia, and everybody's high. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh yeah, ninety four percent of the people said that it made them feel better." Wow, that's fucking. Well, it sucks because <laughs> it's the most recent thing I could find. I got and you. You're not going to find a ton of recent big studies because right. of the fear women have of any issues yeah. with that. I you know, I fully believe women should be able to choose to use cannabis if they prefer to. There are plenty other medications. I'm sure for pregnant women that are you know, I don't I'm know. Sure, they don't go off their psycho meds, you know, or whatever they call those meds opiates or whatever i think could be prescribed but regardless some people are just like they oh my god what how can you you know i've hung out here with somebody in colorado and you have two scotty where you know mother's walking around full on blazing a J. at first i'm like well i don't know you know that's kind of just i'm not used to that am i uncomfortable let me think about that for five seconds no not really this is her body her baby this is my gut really feel like anything Real bad's gonna happen. You know what though? Bad at all? I would. I would honestly prefer to see them use it as a true medicine, as in as low of a as as much moderation as possible. You don't. You know. I mean, in my wife, I saw. You know, when she was pregnant with my daughter, man, it is really rough on their bodies. I mean, I see their you know their joints are all swollen up and just really weird hormonal things are going on, and it is really rough. So. I could see, you know, my wife really wasn't trying to load her body up with any kind of toxins or anything like that because there's a little tiny baby inside you. Um, but for me to say to her, hey, look, you are just in hell right now. You are really just in, in absolute pain and agony. Try a little hit off this joint. I'm not telling you to walk around all day long chain smoking joints or go dabbing, but take a little hit off this and see if it makes you feel better, you know? And that's that's where I think, you know, but I mean, do you do have a little tiny baby inside you that's... You know, just, you know I, I don't know. So I just think you got to respect that, or I, I wish mothers would, would respect that. Yeah, definitely important for sure. Uh, I just uh, wanted to bring that up because I was just getting, I guess, a little a little fired up. So many other people want to say what's what what what's good or what you can and cannot use, and it's really not up to them, in my opinion. All right, right, man. What do you got, man? Right, the, I'm the, sorry, the to, three uh, minutes for my, my five articles, <laughs> man. Yeah, cool, sure. great. It's like we got man. another half of the show. Great, uh, awesome. Um, Gary Johnson, man, he is just fucking crazy. Uh, he, I caught this, somebody sent this, this video to me, but it was, uh, a grow guru sent it to me. It's Gary Johnson at a debate. Um, just check this clip out really quick. Hang on one second. I guess, I guess I had it muted. No, take your time. I know you don't have a, uh, clip assistant, if you will today. Uh, it just crashed. The whole thing just crashed anyhow. (laughs) <laughs> Gary Johnson's one of the presidential it doesn't matter. candidates. No. Anyway, dude, he just fakes a heart attack. I'll, I'll I'll throw it in here, man. But he just fakes a fucking heart attack, right? The girl goes, "Oh, if you smoke marijuana, it will give you it, you have a five times more likely here." The motherfucker just fell on the floor. 
Like trying to be sarcastic, yeah. I guess you're saying? Hang on, let me kill it, man. Dude, he fucking just fell on the floor and faked a heart attack, man. <laughs> right when she's... And this was like at a speaking event yeah, or something where they're yeah. talking about the he dangers of cannabis? He just full on lost it. He don't give a fuck. How long, How many? How much more likely am I going to have a heart attack today? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's such bullshit, man. All right, but dude, if I got limited time, man, uh, I do want to get to work just talking about that. Uh, okay, first article, number six. It's about that or- uh-huh. Oregon ban that's going on. Uh, you know, a lot of here's what it says. Yeah, didn't somebody from the DGC bring this up to you? Yeah, J, uh, J.R. Token was saying that, man, the, the shelves are empty in Oregon as far as for uh, dispensaries and whatnot because there's, like, hardly any testing facilities. There's new super strict uh, testing uh, re- uh, regimen or whatever, and instead of costing a couple hundred dollars, it costs a couple thousand dollars to get shit tested. And so it's uh, just absolutely causing a huge backlog. There's people don't, you know, there's things like... Uh, um, Spinosad, and they're like, "Sorry, you've got you know four parts per million, and the limit is two parts per million." And they're like, "All right, well, why is the limit two parts per million? What is you know what have you found happens at higher limitations? You know, at, at higher concentrations? Oh, we have no information about that. We just fucking made the limit two parts per million. You know, so it's like they they just arbitrarily made these super super stringent uh, testing." You know, uh, limitations and it's absolutely killing okay. everybody, man. So, this just because why they have the product but they can't get it to market because of the testing because people that don't use the product and don't understand the, the growing uh, were allowed to make the laws. So, they're like, we'll let, yeah, and and because the same thing with this California, I was hoping looks like I'm gonna run out of time, but I was hoping to really talk about some of this California Prop 64 stuff because I mean, it really is, uh you got to be careful about pushing a shitty law in just because it's like legalization. Yeah, we're going to push this law in and the law really could give you uh, a very poor control over the industry. Seems to be what happened in Oregon when now there's they push this law in this legalization, but there's all these crazy testing, super stringent testing uh, requirements that are basically putting everybody out of business. So everybody paid a fortune for their licenses and their beautiful retail locations yeah. and all this compliance. And now that, you know, some guys that are, you know, one and two, um, you know, maybe guys that grow a couple things themselves, maybe have a couple suppliers and that's it. If they can't, uh, you know, if they can't comply, you know, if they have too much Spinosad or, you know, whatever the fuck it is, uh, they, um, they can't, don't get to sell their stuff. You know, the 35 employees go home. And it was just really, really causing a lot of problems, man. So I'd like to see some more details, man, because, I mean, the title is this Oregon Issues Health Alert for Three Marijuana Strains with Pesticide Residue. So when I first read that, I'm thinking this could be good. When I've heard, you know, when Steep Hill Labs, I think it was Steep Hill, did the testing in a news article we covered that found over, excuse me, over like 60% of samples in a 30-month or 30-day period. Right. I tested positive for Eagle 20 and Ivermectin and all that shit. So you're saying the issue is, I mean, the, that's these what ones like, tested why? positive for Spinosad. Gotcha. You know, it was, uh, you know, okay, hang on. No, one, one had uh, some kind of like a, uh, like a surfactant in it or something like that. I'm trying to think. They're, they actually had funny names. Please, P L E E Z E. And drizzle, D R Y Z L, the drizzle, man. So I, I wonder. This is from this is from Greenway Medical in Salem, Oregon. 
Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, they said once spinosad was found in a strain called Dutch Treat. Right. Um, but they also said they found, I don't know what this is, piperoneal. <laughs> yeah, some kind of oxide. Yeah, some kind of a like a pesticide. Uh, uh, what's it called? Like a sticker spreader or something like that. Yeah, it says it's not a pesticide itself, but it amplifies the effects of pesticides. Right. Um, and it's allowed up to two parts per million in marijuana. Man, that's pretty low. Yeah, but like so, nothing. okay, what's that mean, though? Two parts per million. What kind of research do you have? What happens at three parts per million? What happens at 10 parts per million? What happens at 50 parts per million? Where? Why did you guys limit it to that? I just, I mean, maybe, you, maybe I they're think, right. I well, they're helping progress the industry to a point. What, what they're to come back at you, what do you have? What type of information do you have that is not harmful? You know, I think they're just trying to be like, well, if we don't know, we don't want the potential for it to be harmful out there. And then why don't you guys come back and okay, you know, so guilt this they, industry? They should lock you up, it. man. How do they know that you're not going to hurt somebody today, man? You know, we're guilty until yeah, proven yeah, innocent here, here or what, man? You know, hey, bad apples have, have effed it up, man. Guys spraying the Eagle 20. You know, you know, knew somebody that went to the ER because of smoking some horrible shit with pesticides. They do need more regulation. And I guess, you know, when they do it in a bad way like this, though, at least they're grabbing the attention of everybody we're talking about on the show. The growers are all pissed. So let's let's get some shit done then. Right. You know, let's. What is I think, acceptable? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of, I guess, testing that needs to be done. The bottom line, yeah, though, thousands of dollars of testing. And this testing used to be done for a hundred bucks. Now they're calling up and they're like, "How much? You know, three hundred and fifty dollars? That's that's a three hundred fifty percent increase or a three and a half fold increase, amigo. You know, that's and some they saying it's even more. Some guys are just like, "How much is it? A thousand? Fine, dude, just get me in, man. I have to get product on my shelves. So, I mean, if you think about that. You know, guys in the testing labs all of a sudden are making a whole bunch more money. Man, let's stick it to these cannabis guys, man. They're so they're so desperate to get get it legalized. They'll they'll agree to anything. You know, like I said, that's where I'm really worried about California, man. Agreeing to bad laws. Yeah, I hear you. And, I hear you. Maybe between. Um, what's the, what's the eighth is the vote? What is that Wednesday? Yeah, real, right? real quick. I know you got to go, but I I do want to talk. I I really have been conflicted about the uh, uh, Prop sixty four in California. I didn't really know, I understand. There's people that I really respect that are telling me, "Hey man, vote no for it." And then I'm I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, you know, if you legalize cannabis, then it becomes kind of." irrelevant you know when when somebody oh yeah he, that, that they got caught or they have a pound of cannabis or whatever they got pulled over with something good luck trying to get a jury to convict because nobody gives a shit about it anymore it's perceived as just being totally legal um the black market would still exist you know because you're gonna have 40 percent taxes but i get it man it really is going to um raise the it's, it, the growers are going to get squeezed because they're going to have 10 tons and tons of taxes all sorts of different municipalities are going to be taking taxes um the prices are going to you know you're going to have to absorb those prices there's going to be competition so it's going to go down and people are going to be making 50 and 60 dollars an ounce the growers are which leads to what it leads to shortcuts and it leads to a very low profit industry you know when growing cannabis becomes a low profit industry i don't think the laws were, were done correctly you know, so yeah, I'd like to get some more info on. I, I mean, I know it's getting a little too late. I don't, as far as we're getting close to the election, I here's, here's, would, uh, here's the major things. I called a, 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 
Aquaponic Steve, who was really into this kind of stuff. Him and Fish Ganja guy were kind of getting it, getting to me. They were saying that one, a couple of these key points. I'll go, I know you got to go. I feel a little time crunched, so I'm trying to get the information in. But they were saying that Prop 64 in California, it recriminalizes parents medicating their kids for seizures, which is so obvious that cannabis is good medicine for that. And now you got to take all this. This is me getting information secondhand from someone. So you've got to take all this and do your own information but uh this this is what i was told it also allows the state legislator to modify the bill at any time without any ballot initiative and so they can make changes without the people's permission and that's much uh, that's unlike what we have here which is a constitutional amendment they can't just change a constitutional amendment on on us like they can a ballot initiative um they also said there's like three different, they were talking about concentrates, and you can't tell how many concentrates you're supposed to have. There's one, one place that says four, four grams, another place that says six grams, another place that says eight grams. Like the law just doesn't seem to be written that well, you know? And then the, the other fucked up, really fucked up thing is it reinstitutes mandatory minimums. And Steve was pretty specific about this. He was saying it just takes, you know, the law is written where it says may slash shall sentence for two years in jail, meaning may slash shall. Well, when you eliminate the may and just say shall sentence for two years in jail, that's a mandatory minimum. There's no may about it. You know, so it's the way it's written. It it eliminates uh, uh, it it restricts sentencing guidelines and forces mandatory minimums. And uh, it also the last thing he's got on here is said it puts a hard limit at transporting twenty seven and a half grams and anything over twenty seven and a half grams. So anything over transporting an ounce gets you a two year minimum mandatory. Now that sounds awful harsh to me i will say i drove yeah i still don't i'm not gonna say i don't believe it i'd have to you're saying the word shall means mandatory mandatory there's is there any wording of mandatory minimum minimum mandatory in the in the proposition brother i did not read the proposition the best thing i could do is just call one of my buddies that did (laughs) i just want to let people know that i don't yeah don't do do research and we should have some time maybe we'll do a special edition monday or something if anybody wants to try and call in and bs about this um i i my gut is telling me i can't believe anything in that proposition is going to have any minimum minimum oh my god mm mm sentencing yeah why would they want to put people in jail they don't make any money on that so uh you know, we will, uh, yeah, let's see if we have time. Maybe Monday we'll have a little bit of time to do, like I said. Uh, we haven't done, ever done one of those, man. We, Dude, grow special edition. Da, 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 da. Man, you I don't know what I mean. No, I talk grow on Mondays, man. Monday's about growing weed true. for this me. This is true. I got to bounce. I got to bounce, guys. I have, uh, yeah, nothing other than kiddos having a half day of school. So that's why I got to get the hell out of here. We got you over an hour of some cannabis news. Hang out for Grow Talk on Monday. Uh, get uh, your Grow Talk questions in over on dogrows.com. Just click submit and you get your grow questions in there. And I will, uh, yeah, be hanging out, having a weekend, man. And I got plenty of gardening to do too. So what's going on in my Grow Wednesday, man? All kinds of shit going on right now that I got to go get after. Like things are waiting. Like plants are looking at me funny when I walk by them. Nice, so. man. Nice. I got an oil-filled heater, cool. man. That's what I've been using to keep my grow going. In my, the pole barn, oh, I got yeah. some plants in the pole barn. Damn, it got cold out there this morning. Right, what are you going to do for heat out there? I'm playing around, seeing what I can do, the cheap way and the expensive way. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll right. tell you Wednesday. 
All right, guys, have a good weekend. Don't forget to stay high and try and during this election process, educate anybody you can that is not in a sarcastic way, but ignorant about the benefits of cannabis and uh, what they should and shouldn't vote for, which can be kind of an opinionative thing as well. But some of them are a no-brainer, and let's get cannabis more easily accessible to everybody, hey. recreationally, medically, and partying. Yeah, who, who did it? Somebody did something. It was like, education and medication is edumacated. I like it. I'm going to get medicated <laughs> right, and edumacated somebody. Talk to you later, dude. Peace out. Take her easy.
Sounds like